On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll look at a masterful performance from a rookie righty and a big night from one of baseball's best hitters. Like death and taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three co-crews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on Thursday, September 23rd. It is a short group of news and notes, and it starts with Shane Bieber, who will start on Friday against the White Sox, making a return from a shoulder strain. Jack Flaherty also making his way back from a shoulder strain. He's going to be used as an opener uh, in Game 2 of a doubleheader against the Cubs on Friday. Wade Miley won't pitch this weekend against Washington due to a stiff neck. Domingo Herman has shoulder informa- inflammation that he will be activated from. He's going to pitch in relief when he comes back. Nelson Cruz out on Wednesday with an illness. Mike Moustakis to the aisle with plantar fasciitis. And Scott Casimir called up and started a game against the Padres. Al, let's move on to the Wednesday standouts where we find Joe Ryan shining once again. 11 strikeouts against the Cubs in five innings pitch gave up two runs on three hits and a walk and this guy has been basically as advertised maybe even better than advertised since he's gotten into the majors Al I yeah I would definitely say better than advertised uh and you know I remember reading not very long ago that maybe his future was going to be as a reliever but (laughs) he seems to be just perfectly fine as a starter he's just been terrific through uh his first four outings and he's got a pretty good double dip next week he does start off against the Tigers uh, who we do continually mention have been much better than expected. Uh, but then if he does get that second start, and I don't think there's any reason to think that Ryan won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's against the Royals in Kansas City. So not bad as a two-step to, to finish up uh, his his uh, first season, uh, you know, a small part of it anyway. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's, he's out there, Ryan. He's out there in lots of leagues still. So if next week means something for you, if you're still playing, uh, to me, he is must-add, must-start. Absolutely there with you. Josiah Gray, another guy who is going to be interesting for us in 2022. Bouncing back after a rough stretch of starts uh, against the Marlins, going six innings, allowing two runs on six hits, walked one, struck out eight. Definitely an encouraging performance from Josiah Gray. How would you feel about him next week at Colorado and versus Boston, though? (laughs) Game that Boston probably, maybe, maybe Boston won't need it by that time. Right, right. I mean, there is that. And this is the thing that's so difficult about going into the final week is not knowing, you know, if second starts are going to be made, because in many mm-hmm. cases, uh, innings are being preserved and uh, that second start uh, gets gets lopped off. But um, and then, you know, what's the nature of your opposition if a team's either not playing for anything or in the case of the Red Sox, maybe having sewn something up. Uh, but <laughs> at Colorado starts it off. So I think there's no gray area. Oh, that wasn't even an intended yes, pun. No gray yes. area. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm staying away from gray. I mean, this was at Miami, one of the most favorable uh, matchups that we've had recently and really all season long. So uh, I'm going to sit with the bulk of the work that he's done uh, with the Nationals, which has not really been pretty, giving up a lot of home runs too. So at Colorado could be ugly with a capital U. 
Ian Anderson's aggressively, like, fine season continued on against Arizona. One run in, in seven innings, two hits and one walk, eight Ks. And we've seen some of those highlights, and we've seen some lowlights. We've seen some in-between. It's been just sort of a middle-of-the-road sort of season from Ian Anderson, which will make him an interesting guy to look at in 2022. Yeah, I mean, he's just been mildly disappointing for me anyway yeah. and maybe it was just a maybe that's a function of my expectations having been too high for for Anderson in his first full season uh certainly a nice start at Arizona um you know again a, a matchup where you would expect a, a pitcher of Anderson's caliber to take advantage of it but uh the ERS, ERA estimators on the most part agree with the 3.60 ERA Sierra says that uh, Anderson should have an ERA of 4.27 and Sierra tends to be the one I trust the most. So, yeah, Anderson's going to require a little bit of digging into this offseason. Maybe there's a, a year of growth ahead in 2022. All right, Chris Flexen uh, has been a guy we've talked about a lot on this show this season, and he gave us another nice start. One run in seven innings, three hits, two walks, and eight Ks against the A's. Assuming he gets his two starts next week versus Oakland versus the Angels, that feels like a pretty decent two-step, Al. I agree, and uh, the estimators suggest that Flexen's really overperformed, uh, particularly since about the middle of June. But uh, yeah, those are pretty nice matchups next week. And you know, I think part of the reason maybe Flexen has performed better than a lot of us, myself included, have expected is because in the AL West there are a lot of nice matchups. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gets two more next week. Miles Michaelis with a strong start against the Brewers as the Cardinals won their 11th straight game. Gave up two runs on four hits in seven innings. Didn't walk anyone. Struck out three. Next week, the Brewers and the Cubs on tap for the Cardinals. Maybe they have something sewn up by the weekend, but I would think Michaelis is making both of those starts. I would think so, too, just because I can't imagine that he'd need to be saved to be mm-hmm. you know pitching in a first postseason game. Yep. So... Uh, that said, I'm right now kind of on the borderline about Michaelis as a two-start pitcher next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the matchups neither scare me nor, you know, make me jump for joy on Michaelis's behalf. So, uh, probably something we'll revisit on the Sunday show. Luis Garcia went six shutout innings, gave up three hits and three rocks, just one strikeout against the Angels. Uh, we'll get one start next week against Tampa Bay. How you feeling about that one? Not very good. Now, I mean, the results overall have been pretty good for Garcia lately, and of course they've been very good all season long. But his last three starts combined, uh, he's thrown uh, he's thrown 16 and a third innings with eight walks against just six strikeouts. So, uh, you know, I'm sure I can find options I like better going into the final week. I wouldn't really want, this is not really the time to be taking a risk unless maybe you're, you're trying to come from behind. Keegan Agin gave us a nice little outing against the Phillies on a Wednesday. Five and a third innings, one run, five hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. I think there's a problem, though, next week versus Boston at Toronto. Again, at Toronto over the weekend, Toronto could have their wild card spot locked up by then, but it doesn't feel like the sort of two-step that you want to be chancing. Definitely not. Yeah, I mean, Aiken's not been too bad lately. Not great either, uh, but just, I think, good enough that in a different two-start week, I think we'd be talking about him with a little bit more enthusiasm, but yeah, not this week. Let's get over to the hitters, Al. Kyle Schwarber, three for four with a pair of homers, now has 31 on the season. It's been a really nice year for him after a terrible, terrible start 
went on that huge hot streak with the Nationals, gets traded to Boston, has dealt with some injuries, but has basically been exactly the guy that Boston thought they were getting. And he's going to be, I think, a fun guy in 2022 because we have a pretty good handle on who Kyle Schwarber is, and it feels like that sort of player uh, is awfully reliable. So you like Kyle Schwarber coming off this strong season and looking like he's going to get to play some postseason ball with the Red Sox. Likely, not guaranteed, but likely looking at one of the AL wildcard spots. Max Kepler hit two homers as well. He went three for four in that game against the Cubs. Sort of a disappointing season from Kepler and a guy who's going to be, I think, interesting to value in 2022 based on the depth of the outfield pool. Yeah, I think that Kepler's probably going to get overlooked uh, this offseason just because of that disappointing power output. And the thing is for Kepler, that that's pretty much the one thing you're looking for if you're drafting mm-hmm. Max Kepler. Uh, you're looking for that 30 homer potential. He's fallen well short of it this season. So I think he'll probably fall back in those outfield ranks a bit. And obviously a bounce back season would make him a, a tremendous value next year. But a lot of uh, potential variability there. Probably going to need a top Two, maybe top three pick to get Juan Soto on your team next year. A great game for him on Wednesday. Three for three with a homer, a double, two walks uh, at Miami. Uh, After missing time early in the season, he's hitting 372, 16 homers in the second half. I mean, just a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, stretch of baseball from Juan Soto. And this is something that you know we've seen from him before. And basically, since he stepped into the majors, he's been one of the very best hitters in the majors. Is it? Soto versus Vlad at the top of draft boards next year, Al? Well, I, I think, you know, uh, to me, those are fairly comparable hitters. Um, I, I would put Tatis, and I think a lot of people probably would put Tatis above both of them. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, if I've got the second pick and uh, neither Soto nor Vlad has been taken number one overall, that's going to be a conundrum. And I'm not going to commit to anything right now because I did some research on uh, Guerrero earlier this year when he was really in the midst of, of his hottest part of the season and the, the peripherals weren't really supporting it. And at that point I, I made the argument, he might even be like a, a later first round option. So <laughs> he's cut back the strikeout rate in the second half. I think that gives me enough reason to kind of look at that again. Um, so yeah, maybe he, you know, maybe he should be taken ahead of Soto. It's hard to say, but uh, I, I do think that they belong in the conversation together. T. Soto, Vlad, baseball in very good hands for a long time to come. CJ Crone, four for five with a pair of doubles against the Dodgers. Been a really nice season for him that maybe gets a little bit lost in the shuffle considering the team context, but Crone has been a very reliable fantasy guy, and I think he'll enter that discussion a little bit higher next season than he did this season. Seemed like he was sort of everyone's fallback option at the position. If you missed out on some of the higher guys, you could go after Crone. I think next year he's going to be somewhere not up with the higher guys, but not just a fallback option either. A really nice year from him. Buster Posey with another big game, four for five, with a pair of doubles at the Padres as the Giants head their way to the uh, NL postseason and maybe an NL West title. Nick Fortas, L, what's going on here? Did it again. <laughs> I mean, do we do we add this guy if we need catcher help down the stretch? I, I think so. I think so. Probably not one catcher leagues, but two catcher <laughs> leagues. I mean, why not? 
why not? I mean, given what the options are uh, at second catcher, uh, that, you know, so many of us, I think, probably stream that position a lot. Why not play the hot this hot hand completely out of nowhere? And the other kind of funny thing from this game, uh, which the Marlins lost to the Nationals, is that they got uh, also got a homer from Sandy Leon. So I mentioned on uh, the previous show that the Marlins are carrying four catchers. So, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the game, you know, maybe <laughs> over the weekend where all four catchers homer in the same game. There you go. Get one of them behind the plate, one of them in like left field, one of them playing first, and just homers all over the place. It'd be a beautiful <laughs> thing. Tyler O'Neill, speaking of homers all over the place, at his 29th of the season. On Wednesday, and what a year from him! 282, 80 homers, 70 uh, RBI, 13 steals. That 29 homers, he is going to be someone who rockets up draft boards. I've got a feeling, Alan, 2022. I think so, and I think rightfully so. Yeah, uh, yep. I think the. The question for me and probably for a lot of people was the batting average and the strikeout rate. The strikeout rate really wasn't, you know, wasn't great this year. But the thing about O'Neill is he he hits a lot of line drives in addition to hitting a lot of well-struck fly balls. So he's able to to post a, an average like this and sustain it. Maybe not quite at this level, but I don't expect that Tyler O'Neill is going to be somebody that's going to hurt us in batting average next year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think if this is a genuine breakout season. Definitely looking that way. Finally, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa stole his 20th base, went 2-4 for four against the Yankees. He's been on a bit of a hot streak, 23 for his last 60. We know there's going to be downs. We know he can steal some bases. That's pretty much where we're going to be looking at with IKF in 2022. Let's get on to these Thursday streamers here, Al. We're looking at Ronaldo Lopez at the Indians, Adrian Hauser versus St. Louis, Alex Cobb versus Houston, and Michael Pineda against the Blue Jays. Who you got here? All about Alex Cobb for me, even though it's the Astros. I just, for me, he's beyond uh, matchups. Just really solid and and look great coming back off of the IL. So, uh, like him, I think any of these, uh, well, I should should, uh, back off of that. Not necessarily any of them. I think Lopez and Hauser are are fine options too. Pineda against the Blue Jays. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that one. Yeah, that makes sense as a bit of a stay away considering the matchup there. And Alex Cobb, yeah, I mean... Great start in his first time out. I mean, definitely seems like the sort of guy who uh, you're going to let the talent override what the matchup is. Let's look at our stock watch to wrap things up here on the upside, Al. We got Jared Kellenick. September, he's in 257 with six homers, 13 runs, 15 RBI, and three steals. And Paulo Espino, over his last five, he's got a 3.00 ERA across 27 innings, 32 strikeouts against nine walks in that time. How are you treating these guys down the stretch? Uh, well, Kelnick, I think now is working his way into pretty close into to must start territory um, after obviously a very frustrating season. Finally, everything uh, hitting all cylinders now. Espino, unfortunately for him, his last start of the year is going to be at Colorado. So I'm going to stay away. But, uh, you know, this good stretch uh, in September uh, and, and I think a bit of August as well. Something to keep in mind as we think about him for next year. On the downside, we find Dansby Swanson hitting 127 with a homer and 23 strikeouts in his last 72 plate appearances. Braves certainly hope he has that figured out by October, assuming that they are there, and it looks like they likely will be. And then Kevin Gaussman, also a guy who's headed toward October over his last eight, a 4.97 ERA, 41 and two-thirds innings pitched, 49 Ks, six walks, seven homers 
allowed. The uh, ERA estimator saying he's pitching a little bit better than what the ERA suggests, but uh, we can wipe it all off and throw it out and get ready for a Giants playoff run just a couple of weeks from now. That's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Thank you again for listening. Al and I are back with you on Friday and what is the last day of the fantasy baseball season for some people or the last, start the last weekend, excuse me, uh, for some people with uh, throwing that last week out. So Al and I are here for you then. We will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to us now. Can't wait for it. Talk to you soon.